What's up, everybody? How are we doing? Welcome back to this special New Year's Day, New Year's Eve, whatever you want to call it, bonus edition of your favorite podcast. It's Control Chaos. Owen, 2020's over. We're about to be over. How are we feeling? I am one of the most excited people on the planet, I think, Zach. Jeez, longest... Couldn't, couldn't be more excited. Longest 365 days of my life, now coming to a close. The first year of the 2020s is over, on to 2021, but we can't leave 2020 without giving you our top albums of the year. Yes, you heard that right, folks. This is Albums of the Year special episode, bonus episode, coming straight to your inbox here on controlled chaos how pumped are we owen scale of one to ten oh, i'm super pumped i know i've got my my top 25 albums here uh, i think we're only going to talk about the top 10 for each of us but if you would like go over to our twitter page where you can check out my full list uh that will be posted uh i will also have some honorable mentions at controlled chaos pod mm-hmm. uh, you can also follow me on twitter at owen kiska two eyes and uh zach at woolly zach oh there Just we go early plug early plug i'm talking before it felt good yeah oh it felt good with a little one minute and 20 seconds into it screw it let's get a plug in because why not uh yeah at control chaos pod we're cooking um so you know christmas was a week ago and we wanted to give you our labor of love from y'all we didn't want to give you a christmas gift on christmas we're going to give you a new year's gift because why not so following this episode head over to our Twitter page, and you will find a special edition of Doc Chaos Radio with all of the album of the year picks, our top tens, just the best music of the 2020s to bring you into 2021 in style. So we spent about two minutes hyping it up. Let's get into it first. Let's go with Owen. How about a couple honorable mentions? Um, giving you some honorable mentions. Uh, these aren't these are inside of my top twenty-five, not inside the top ten. Uh, the one that just missed the cut, and then I think is going to be in your top ten. Uh, Amine's Limbo. I I like that album a lot. Uh, super super introspective. I think. Uh, favorite song on that probably Pressure in My Palms. Mm-hmm. Maybe Pimp. Roots. Uh, and then another another honorable mention. I think I'll give to Red Veil with Niagara. He's only 16 years old, uh, still, you know, relatively unknown, kind of an underground uh, hip hop rap scene kind of guy. And uh, his last album this year was really, really good. Got a Tyler, the creator co-sign on it. Uh, definitely go check that out. Yes. Big, big go check that out. OK, couple couple runner ups for me. Uh, how about Brent Fios with an early one? Uh, F the world. We're, we're going to keep it clean. 2021 yeah. entering a clean F the world by Brent Fayaz. Um, It was good, yeah. but it wasn't the top 10 of the year. I'm telling you these albums that we're saying over the course of the next 30 to 45 minutes, these are the best B E S T albums yeah. out there. El mejor. El mejor. I'm telling you, we're going bilingual, everything we're entering 2021 with the bang. Uh, but F the world, Brent Fayaz. Um, The first song skyline was absolutely crazy. Brent Fayaz is just a, has just an angelic voice. It's something special. He sings in cursive. Mm-hmm. You know, coming from me, a big R&B guy, I'm just a big fan. I, I Another thing that I wish would have happened in 2020, which I hope happens in 2021, is another project from Daniel Caesar, my boy. And Frank Ocean. And Frank. Oh, man. It's been so long for Frank. I mean, we, forever. we've been waiting for uh, uh, Cardi to drop WLR, and that finally happened. 
hopefully. <laughs> but fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. We're recording this before Christmas. Yeah. So. so when you're listening to this, we might have WLR. We might not. Hopefully we do. And hopefully we have a, fin- a finished vision of Kid Cudi. But now we need Frank because why not? So yeah, Brent Fayaz, um, that was one of my things. And then another one for me was uh, Ashton Travis, Houston rapper, and his project Phoenix Mode. Um, very, took him a long time to release it. Um, but I'm telling you, it's worth it. Very solid eight song EP run. Uh, looking forward to what he has in store next year. But but yeah, we're vibing. We're vibing. We're vibing. So Owen, let's kick, let's kick it off. Here we go. I think we have to. Four minutes, 45 seconds in and let's start. Owen, number 10. Mind you, number one's the best. Number 10 is that, you know, it goes from, you know, we're going from 10 to one. Well, I have, to, I have to confess, I actually cheated on number 10 because I did not want to cut it down to 10 albums. So I have a tie at number 10. Uh, first, I didn't want to not have him in the top 10 because I feel like it would be rude, but I am going to put Kid Cudi's Man on the Moon 3 at my tied for number 10 spot. Uh, I Wonderful think you and I, I think you and I both agree that our favorite song off of it is The Void. However, another song that has grown on me a lot, and I know when we first talked about it on the podcast, I wasn't super huge on it. But Show Out, the song with Pop Smoke and Skepta, has grown on me a ton because, you know, originally we kind of didn't think it fit into the the whole context of the album. But I, I really have, you know, started to think that it kind of does just based off how he kind of combines the drill kind of sound that Pop Smoke and Skepta have with like the, the psychedelic thing he's got going on the album. I don't know. I think it works really, really well. And then uh, my other album at number 10 is going to be the koreatown oddity with little dominique's nosebleed mm-hmm. a new uh, one a yeah. new one that you, you we, might we have talked found. about it we talked about it a couple weeks ago on the podcast uh fantano actually put me on but um melon this is this is a great great album for another guy who's not super well known but uh super super good storytelling on it great great production uh favorite songs off of that would have to be probably kimchi is my number one mm-hmm. and then uh I think Lap of Luxury is another really good one. Uh, you know, just a, overall a great project. Yeah, and it, it was late to the thing. I mean, you got to think. I mean, both of those albums dropped, what, this month, yeah. huh? Uh, I think... Or uh, actually, uh, Kreaton 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 that was back in... Earlier, yeah, just back in like July, I just I think, found but, out about it about three weeks ago, and yeah. maybe that's why it's in my top ten. There we go. A late, late bloomers, but we yeah. found it on to Owen's list. I'm going to start out at number ten with... My boy, if you know me personally, you know I rock with Don Tolliver more than I don't know. I was with I was I've been on Don since he was not even big yeah. since before the TikTok fame for all that. Um, so yeah, his debut full length album, Heaven or Hell. Oh man, it seemed like three you years ago. I mean, you have two choices. Uh, seemed like it's been three years ago since that album dropped, but man, I'm putting it in my, in my number my, my number ten. Yeah. Uh, my favorite song off of that had to been cardigan and the funny thing with don is he was subject to a lot of leaks before his albums dropped or his album dropped and cardigan was one of the first songs that was like you know leaked not the full version but just a little bit of it and he played a little bit of it at astrofest uh last year and you know it makes the album and the first time i listened to that song coupled with after party my easily my number two on that album Man, that was something special. I mean, I think that album came out uh, late January, so long time ago. But man, uh, Don, 
Ciroc Don. And and just think of where he's at now. Got a number one in Lemonade, a platinum with Lemonade. And, you know, on to bigger and better things. He's got a a tandem album with Chase B coming out sometime soon. Escapism comes soon. Um, So, yeah, number 10, Ciroc Don Tolliver. Cardigan, After Party, Heaven or Hell. And like Owen said, you have two choices. So um, moving on to my number nine, I'm going to give it to the strokes with the new abnormal. Uh, I love that good album. pick. Yeah. And they've been, it's, it's crazy to me how long they've been doing this for. Cause like, I, I do think it's one of their best albums in a long time. And when I mean long time, I mean, since like the early two thousands, like they've been, they've been in the music industry for 20 plus years and they're still making great albums like this. Uh, super, super good. Just, you know, rock kind of indie sort of vibe to it uh i think my favorite songs off of it probably are selfless uh that's a great one and then the final song on the album ode to the mets i think it's just a really good closing to that album uh super super good album again uh and it's my number nine spot yep i was a really good album you put me onto that album a couple months after it dropped because i was i was a kind of a like mid strokes fan and then they fell off so i kind of fell off listening to them and you put me onto their latest uh, album and it was actually really good so i respect that pick at nine i'm gonna go with the r&b dude i'm gonna go with jacob collier guy who is getting some love from the grammys Grammy nominated uh, with her album of the year yeah the se volume three and i'm gonna go my favorite song has to be uh, you're gonna see a recurring theme i'm a big daniel caesar guy time alone with you yeah. That song actually dropped in 2019, but it was a part of the full-length album, and wow. I really enjoyed that album as a whole. Um, you know, Jacob Collier, he does this thing where he just, like, structures his vocals to make it sound like a choir, yeah. and it sounds, like, heavenly. I don't even know how to explain yeah. it. but some, some insane rhythms in that mm-hmm. song, too. I, I remember Jumped Out at Me right when I heard that song. That's also my favorite song off that project. I Like, last summer, I believe it was, is when it came out, like, I did not stop listening to it for a couple weeks when it came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that two song run from time alone with you to the song, all I need with Mahala and Ty Dolla sign. That's that, that two song run kind of makes the album. It's good. And then they hit you one more time with, he won't hold you featuring Rhapsody, the 11th song, song on too. the 12 song length album. I, I really enjoyed this album. Um, and a guy in Collier who I really wasn't, on until like last year um like it really i haven't i mean it's a new guy but i mean this was a really good body of work and i really enjoyed his his soul type vibes and that's where he's at he's at my number nine yeah uh with my number eight pick i am going to go with Yves tumor with heaven to a tortured mind oh my god what a great album uh another just crazy good like rock album kind of like a psychedelic uh take on it though uh, super super interesting mix of genres in that album uh favorite song off of that for me has to be gospel for a new century mm. uh just opens the album off strong uh i think it's one of my most listened to songs this year probably if not top five then top 10 i was listening to that a ton when it came out and then another song later in the album that i also just love just because of how crazy it is is kerosene mm. that's a that's another song that's just super super good uh that's another album that you know i know a lot of people have been have been listening to this year super critically acclaimed uh and yeah i i you know i i expected myself to have a lot of rap in the top 10 and i'm really glad that i didn't because that's another album that i think you know deserves to be in my top 10 
yeah, I'm looking at my list right now. I, I don't have as much rap as I thought I was going to have, too. And it's not like it was a down year for rap. By all means, there was a lot of good songs oh, yeah. that came out. But there were just a lot of other good genres just pumping. I mean, that Eve's Tumor, you, you might find that on my list. Hint, hint. But just God, my horizons. one of my favorite albums of the year. I mean, just the amount of ballads and just bops, straight bops on that album. Absolutely nuts. So for me... At number eight, I'm going to go once again, R&B and Soul, Duckworth with Super Good. What an album. And once again, Duckworth, I really have not, I like I said, I haven't listened to him since this year. And it was this album that I was interest, introduced to his music. Okay. And man, and it was really only because of the Earth Gang feature mm-hmm. on Super Bounce, which is my favorite track, Super Bounce, which is not saying, I mean, I'm telling you, every song on that album is just beautiful the whole album paints a picture it has got this funk this soul just just this vibe to it that is so like cat not catchy but it just like it gets you going um super bounce with earth gang led me to the album then i i I listened to it all the way through and man i could go on and on i this song this whole album i was literally the only thing i was listening to for like two weeks in a row and i was not expecting it because i think it was like I forget when it came out, but it was it was early on when we were recording. It was like the first or second episode, I think. We exactly. About that album. The OG. Yeah. The the origins Throwback. of controlled chaos. Um, and I'll tell you what, man. I'm I'm saying from Quick featuring Keon, Kiss You Right Now, uh, yeah. Say What You Mean. Just has a good flow of upbeat songs and slow songs. It really, I don't know, man. I it was really good, really really high on my list. So yeah, Duckworth, super good. One of the top ten albums of the year. Uh, at my number seven spot, I am going to go with an album that I originally had higher, but had to move down just a little bit because of how short it was. If it was a longer album, I may have given it my possibly one, two, or three spot. Wow. But uh, at number seven, I'm gonna go with Denzel Curry and Kenny Beats with Unlocked. Oh wow! Uh, just a seven song project, but you know, all seven are so so good. Um kind of like a like a 90s hip-hop feel to it like with the sampling that that kenny beats uses almost sounded something something like an mf doom project to me i know a lot of people made that comparison just because of like the the story it tells kind of the superhero aspect to it almost sounds like a mad villain kind of thing uh and just every song on that is so good i mean diet um with kind of the just kind of the you know interesting like i said just the the storytelling on it and um kind of the the What's the word I'm trying to think of? I don't know. It'll come to me. But that and then also So Incredible, uh, along with track 07, which is just an instrumental track, but is amazing. It kind of mm-hmm. paints this like persona, I think is the word I was trying to think of, uh, of Denzel Curry, which is shown in the cover. It's shown in kind of the, the music videos that go with it. But it is a super, super short, sweet, great project that I am putting at number seven. Some may say all bops, no stops. None of them. Number seven for me, and once again, a guy that I really wasn't, and I'll tell you, I was introduced to Omar Apollo, what, early, a couple years ago, and uh, I wasn't really a fan, I will say, I didn't like Omar Apollo, I thought he was too, I don't know, he was just too bubbly for me, and then I'll tell you what, the boy Omar Apollo grew on me, and what else grew on me was his album this year, Apollonio. Um, man, this guy can, he, he's on the come up and I will be the first one to tell you, I was not rocking with him at the beginning, but now, um, 
he's a guy that I can listen to on a day-to-day basis. And it's just part of like opening up your music palette and being able to listen to these new sounds. And I'll tell you what, man, uh, Kamikaze, the lead single off that album, is and will, for this year at least, be one of those songs of the year for me. Um, the album as a whole is got a couple of weak points, but I think the reason why it's seven on my list is because of Kamikaze, Dos Uno Nueve. I mean, from the first song to the last song, you want to keep on listening. You might think, oh man, uh, uh, you weren't really feeling that next track, but you get into the next one, it's just an absolute banger. And um, I'm telling you, Omar Apollo, there's people that I know that have been rocking with him from day one early days day one i I like his earlier projects a lot better than this one personally just kind of i i guess i guess you know i wasn't as into this album as you are but you know there were some really good songs on it i agree yeah and i think it was his it was his first uh, album under a major label if i'm not mistaken uh under uh warner records um but kamikaze uh once you around and then the two of us at the end kind of brings it all together. Even as that Kali Uchis feature, I mean, that's that's always good to have. I mean, yeah. throwing if we're throwing those around, those are always good to have. Someone who may or may not be in my honorable mentions for her album this year. Ooh, who knows? Um, but yeah, I will say, um, Omar Apollo, man, he's on, he's on my list now. He's on my list at seven, too. So, good album. At my number six. I am going to go with Moses Sumney's Gray. Your boy. A great album. Uh, I actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna brag for a second. I put a lot of people onto this album. Uh, it was an album I heard pretty early on. I don't remember how I was introduced to it, but some of the songs off this, like his vocals, are just absolutely beautiful. I mean, I, I know we were talking about the Assume Form James Blake album from mm. 2019. He had vocals on that. I think that was probably the first time I was introduced to him. But this album that came out this year is like 20-something songs, I think, and every single one of them just has absolutely beautiful vocals on it. Uh, there are some songs that go a little harder where, you know, you can kind of tell, like, there, there's more of an attack to his vocal style. But uh, songs like Polly and uh, Cut Me are just super, super just beautiful songs. I mean, his his voice kind of just floats over over the, the sound of the music and... Um, he, he's someone who I like to say sings in cursive. Mm-hmm. Along so, with Brent Files. Yeah. They're, they're big cursive guys. Yeah. And uh, he is at number six in they, my album. They like to draw funny. And number six for me is a song, is an album that dropped in uh, December. And an album that you have on your list. And it's Man on the Moon 3, Kid Cudi. How could I leave him off? He comes in at number six for me. And like you said, The Void. Man, the, just, I mean, listen to it right here. We're going to cut to it. The void, the way that he just he pushes that melody through, um, production is just amazing. Um, that we talked about that stretch from September sixteenth to the void, yeah. including Elsie's baby boy, and then every time I listen to the album, I find a new thing that I didn't listen to the last time. Yeah. Um, and Cuddy, I think it, he took his time on this one, and you know he has a feature on WLR, or he should be. As of time recording, we don't know if WLR is out, but he should have a feature. But, I mean, what a month it has been for Kid Cudi. Um, this was a really good project. Um, I, 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 uh, I needed this. I'll, I'll say that. I needed this album because um, Kid Cudi is one of those artists that we, we, we've discussed this, that he's 
he's just liked all the way around. I mean, yeah. even from very um, big audiophiles, even to just regular people, um, yeah, they listen to Kid Cudi. And whether whether you know it or not, you've heard a Kid Cudi song before. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and, and uh, the way that he structures the album, starting with Beautiful Trip, uh, Tequila Shots too, that's gotten better. Um, Dive, which has, which has production from Kevin Parker of Tame Impala. Hint, yeah. hint, we might see him on the list later. Um, and then you said Show Out. And originally, I remember I said that I felt the features to be forced. Uh, I know he has one with Trippy Red. And then, of course, the song with Skepta and Pop Smoke. And after listening to him more and more, I think they mesh into the album just in a different way. They're not, um, they don't off the cusp feel like they fit in, but after second, third, fourth, listen, they kind of mesh as well. Now that I think of it and the album as a whole, even from the cover art, it's just amazing. I'm still not super high on the trippy red feature, but I I do agree with you. All the other features have kind of started to make sense to me. Mm -hmm. So yeah, man on the moon three, good stuff, Cuddy. At my number five spot, I'm going to go with a guy that I have talked about quite a bit on this podcast is someone who I think was one of the rappers of 2020, uh, just because of the sheer amount of good music he made. And uh, that is Boldy James with Manger on McNichols, uh, an album that originally came out on Bandcamp. And when it came out on Bandcamp, I heard it. I only listened to it once because I don't like listening to stuff on Bandcamp. And, you know, I kind of just wanted to, to hear what he had uh, on, on, you know, that album. Uh, kind of assumed it would come out later on Spotify. I was right, it did a month or two later. And uh, some of the songs in that have just been in my rotation since. It is such a good album. He's another guy who's just really, really good at storytelling. Uh, there are some hard, hard beats inside of it. Uh, some super honest storytelling, like I said, just talking about his his life growing up in Detroit. Uh, favorite songs have to be, for me, I think Mommy Dearest is number one. That song is, you know, I... I honestly feel like the storytelling in that is on par with like a, a Kendrick Lamar or, you know, you're like a Kendrick Lamar, good kid, mad city. I mm-hmm. feel like big takes he, right he's, there. He's on par with that in, in that song at least. And then also uh, Detroit river rock just for the sample, the instrumentation in the background, I think is super, super cool uh, with the way he raps over it, especially um, just a really, really interesting, interesting sound for me. Uh, and that's my number five. Here we go. Coming in at five for me, the Grammy snub after hours, the weekend. And um, this is what my fourth album that's R&B and soul. I don't know. I was just a big R&B guy this year. Um, But the weekend is an artist that is mistaken a lot. Um, He's very much a guy that people find overhyped. And I could see after listening to Starboy or some of his late last work it's been like my dear melancholy people have seemed to think that he's overrated well that's not the case here this album seems like it dropped once again ages ago but yeah. it was still this year and i i really enjoyed the album it really coincided with his appearance on uncut gems another movie that was snubbed um you know, just the snubbish ways. But um, I saw a lot of, um, because the soundtrack to Uncut Gems was very like electric, um, melodic type stuff. And in the first half of the album, that's what we saw. And um, it even was in my favorite song, Too Late, which was just a very forceful go at it type beat. And the way The Weeknd paints his like, 
sad but happy but i'm still sad and um just kind of like push off type of vibes it was really good for me i really enjoyed it i thought it was a really good return to form for the weekend and i was really surprised i didn't get any grammy noms because it was a really good album i mean deserved them they really i mean i mean we talk about blinding lights which was literally one of the songs of the year i mean if you were on tiktok this year blinding lights was you you listened to it there was a whole dance to it all that stuff um after hours too these songs were getting a lot of airplay and for good reason they were really solid songs so while he is mainstream I really feel like this was a good project for him, and that's why I ended up on my number five on my list. And uh, I have to say, you actually stole my number four pick because After Hours happens to be my number four. Oh, no. So perfect transition there. There we go. Uh, Transitions. I about it a little bit. Uh, I remember when this album came out, I listened to the five-track run that starts at, I believe, Heartless and goes up through Save Your Tears, and I, I listened to those five songs. It includes Faith. It includes Blinding Lights. It includes In Your Eyes. Uh, I remember listening to those five songs and like I screenshotted it and just put those five songs and said, this will be the best five track run of the year. Like that, that is the best five track sequence of any album this year. And I, I still, you know, think that holds true. Those songs, uh, even like the beginning of the album, like you said, it's kind of like slower. It's got kind of a more melodic, you know, sound to it. And then he gets into more like the eighties vibe, like pop kind of thing in, mm-hmm. the, in the back half, especially with blinding lights in your eyes. Like you definitely, definitely hear it in those with the saxophone. And, too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, going into that like eighties sound and I absolutely loved it. Um, I, I think faith is probably my favorite song on the album, especially when it kind of changes in sound at the end and it has that little kind of outro to it. Uh, I think that's really nice. And then, you know, obviously blinding lights, uh, one of the most popular songs of the year. Um, deservedly so because it's also one of my favorite songs on the album and then i think the intro to that album as well alone again Mm -hmm. is super super good it almost kind of like you know kind of takes you in slowly and kind of like you know motions you into the album through like the synths in the background uh the light vocals and you know like you said that that album is great probably my favorite weekend album since you know the trilogy Mm mm-hmm and that's saying something yeah because he's dropped i mean he's dropped good music since then starboy Mm -hmm. had some moments like you like you said but Mm -hmm. you know nothing on par to what we heard this year from him. exactly and yeah like you said you made me think about that five song run was really solid and once again a grammy snub doesn't really make sense for me at number four a guy that is just blowing up in my opinion and that's amine with limbo that's my number four album of the year um man amine where do i start i mean we got caroline uh heebie jeebies that first album that he made where yeah, the album Dr. covers Glover, just him sitting, sitting on the toilet, on a toilet. Yeah. um good to you. red mercedes 1.5 to here we are with limbo and man i i i can't say that i was disappointed because i was no, not i wasn't I, at all um from the beginning to the end it was a solid album uh there were i don't even want to say there were many missteps um i think maybe um becky or riri was maybe not the best but i mean other than that you have roots with charlie wilson of all people and jid which is my favorite song on the album roots tied with my reality who of course has vocals from guess who daniel caesar um but burden that starts off the album and it's really like a good and then he has a whole song dedicated to kobe and how he the death of kobe which yes that was this year which is so crazy to think about 
um, the death of Kobe Bryant made him realize that he's he like life's real. You know, things don't things things happen. Yeah. So um, Roots is such a good song, and then a Jid feature is something that we Absolutely. all love. Um, even the song with Young Thug compensating, which was a single, was really good. Um, and then Pimp, Pressure yeah. in My Palms, man, with the slow thigh, yeah. slow tie uh, feature. One of, one of my favorites on the album, too, is uh, later in the album, Fetus, with the Fetus. Injury Reserve feature. Just kind of, that one especially hit me hard listening to that album, because the first half is kind of like a good vibes kind of thing, like mm-hmm. you're happy listening to it, and then it gets a little... It gets, it gets a little, little introspective mm-hmm. at the end, and uh, that that one with injury reserve, with the passing of one of their members earlier in the year, it's just super super real to listen to. It hits you hard, mm-hmm. and uh, that that along with like you said, and like I said earlier, because I, I know I mentioned this is one of my honorable mentions, like that pressure in my palms, uh, that jid feature on Roots. I'm a mm-hmm. full on jid oh, and stand. Then, and then, well, and then Charlie Wilson at the end, yeah, Charlie like, Wilson. Oh my gosh, just so, so angelic. Um, and I really like Mama too. I mean, yeah. Uh, just making a song about your mother and just being thankful. I mean, that that's mm-hmm. that's what we live for right here. I yep. mean, guy made it. He made it, and he wants to be you know shout from the rooftops to his mom. It's super, great. It's just a super polished album for mm-hmm. him. It's it's so much more polished than anything else he's made. Mm-hmm. And then even with the deluxe, which we we didn't think was the best, which it wasn't, uh, had a couple of solid songs. Yeah, it did. Um, with sure. buzzin, buzzin was my favorite song yeah. off the deluxe. But um, yeah. Limbo, man. We weren't in limbo. They're in they're at number four. Okay, Owen, you ready? Yeah. Top three. Top three. Kick us off. Uh I, I have to make another sort of confession. I did just change my list mid podcast. I was <gasps> thinking about it. I was looking at my number three choice and I said, No, that can't be number three. It nah. has to be number two. And so I moved it up. Uh the album that I originally had at number two and have moved down to number three is the Freddie Gibbs Alchemist Project alfredo that came out earlier Mm, this year the alchemist um just one of the best rap albums of the year super super good stuff from freddie gibbs who really hasn't missed in his entire career i mean from back to pinata uh fetty with currency uh even bandana last year which was one of my albums of the year and then he goes he's right back at it this year with the alchemist production in the album uh alfredo just great beginning to end 1985 opens it one of my favorite songs uh something to rap about later on with the tyler the creator feature uh you've got scotty beam with the rick ross feature uh you've got a conway the machine feature on it and it's just remarkable to me that despite all these features i think freddie gibbs sort of outwraps them and and kind of just you know honestly just takes sort of a victory lap with this album like it feels like he's super uh just kind of happy with what he's done in his career he's just enjoying making music at this point and you can tell like he's He's a super, super real dude on it. Uh, I know he's got a kid. He's got one of the funniest Instagram pages out there. And I think at this point, he's kind of just enjoying his life as a, as a musician. And uh, that made it into my almost number two, but instead number three spot. Yeah. And what a year for The Alchemist, man. I mean, yeah. you got Alfredo, The Price of Tea in China, uh, a doctor, painter, and alchemist walk into yeah, a bar. A instrumental EP. Um, and then even the food villain, too, to close out the year. So a big year for the alchemist and i respect it i respect it and you already said my number three but man oh man what an album death to a torture mind by yeast tumor was oh my goodness that was an amazing album and actually an album that i was even listening to as we were recording today heaven to a tortured mind was just oh my gosh um starting off gospel for a new century amazing uh kerosene my favorite song on the album was very 
just, I mean, the the rock there and the guitar solo is just, yeah. uh, it's it's pure gold. The, the product, the production so is amazing. It's it's different, but it's not at the same time. It's just everything that you would want and more in an album, and something that I was not expecting to be that good when I first listened to it. Because I started out with Kerosene, I it was actually on Dot Wave Radio, ah, uh, yeah, Travis Scott's radio go. show, and I got I listened to Kerosene, and then I was like, let me listen to this whole album, and man, I could not stop listening. And Dream Palette, what a song Dream Palette is. Asteroid Blues, I mean, I can go on and on. Medicine Burn, I think that forced the whole album, honestly. That that four song run from the the top from Gospel for a New Century to Kerosene is yeah. something special. Yeah. Um, cause kerosene just is just a, such a ballad. That's, that's one thing is all these songs are just ballads, just things that just like just get you going for some reason. Yeah. But yeah, Eve's tumor. I, I don't know. I mean, they need some recognition real quick. And you said yeah. they were critically acclaimed, but, uh, man, I you mean, gotta hop I, on. They're, Eve's they're, tumor. It's not a, it's not a super popular album, but everyone I know that has listened to it absolutely loves it. Mm -hmm. and, and that's, that's kind of the mark of what I think, you know, makes one of these great albums. Mm -hmm. really good stuff yeah. really really good stuff definitely one of the albums of the year so owen number two top number, two number two is an album that in a lot of years i think would be my number one and it came out at an absolute perfect time due to the subject matter in it it was right around late may early june slightly after the killing of george floyd right when you know kind of the protests the black lives matter movement was hitting a climax and that is Run the Jewels with Run mm. the Jewels for Killer Mike and LP, one of the greatest hip hop duos ever at this point, I think, with their, you know, four album run that they've had dating back the past decade. Uh, and I think this is out of the four easily their best. Um, just you know, like I said, it was an absolutely perfect sort of, you know, sound for uh, what was happening in, in America at the time. And what's crazy to me is like, I mean, this album was recorded you know, probably a year, maybe even longer before, uh, George Floyd was even, you know, murdered. And, uh, that's, what's so crazy to me is like, there are lyrics in it. Like there is a verse where, uh, killer Mike's talking about how, like, you know, we've become desensitized to killings. And like, we see it on the news, uh, about a guy who's, you know, like whispers, I can't breathe. And like, it literally uses that statement in it, like a year before, uh, the George Floyd video comes out and, and that's just so ridiculous to me that that album was so far ahead. Uh, favorite songs off of it, just with, uh, with Pharrell on it, uh, has one of the most infectious kind of hooks with it. Uh, talking about the slave masters on the dollar, uh, and you know how America is kind of built on the, the foundation of slavery. Uh, also a few words for the firing squad to close out the album. Just super super insane verses from both of them not as not as crazy instrumentally but it kind of just allows you to listen to what they're saying and i think it's a super important message um and, and i could really just go on for days about mm -hmm. you know all the songs on this album i mean walking in the snow with the feature from gangsta boo i believe that's where the uh, i can't breathe line comes in uh ooh la la super super infectious hook on that uh even you know yankee and the brave where it starts out super hard just bars from killer mike back at it like a crack back at it like a crack at it bars mr black magic bars i mean he is it's just such a good album uh if you haven't listened to it even if you don't like rap you need to listen to it just if for nothing else the subject matter of it is just remarkable and for the bars yeah. um but yeah um all jokes aside that was a very powerful 
piece that coincided with one of the most powerful times of this yeah. this year. Um, I think it was it was something that was needed and something that really, you know, I don't know. I don't know how to put it into words, it, it but kind of motivated. Yeah. When you get when you release something that powerful to the masses. Yeah. Something that's, you know, really. I don't know, man. That was very powerful stuff. And Run the Jewels just as a whole, such a OP group. They're just yeah. undeniably Amazing. one Amazing. of the best. They they drop only bops. Yeah. That's facts. Uh, for me, number two, it's going to be a little more lighthearted uh, album that released all the way back on Valentine's Day. How do I know that? Because I was waiting for this album for a long time. That's Tame Paula with the slow rush. Man, life was good when this album dropped, Owen. I'll yeah. tell you that. I, I know what, you're, I we know what were you mean. 30 minutes or 30 days away from a quarantine and life was good. And, yeah. you know, we love Kevin Parker. We we stand Kevin Parker. Um, this album was actually my number one listened to album of the year. I didn't put it in number one just because there's a there's a better album, in my opinion. Um, but starting out with one more year, uh, just the way Kevin Parker puts together his albums the i'm talking production value is just absolutely insane um you get deep tracks like posthumous forgiveness borderline uh on track is just such a just a deep song um and then you get my favorite song is it true which is just like this light-hearted just solid vibey wavy track and then glimmer too oh my i I mean i can go on and on about this this album and you know with kevin parker it's 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 the production but it's also at times it's the story that he tries to tell within the beats and within the sounds it's you know detailing about your feelings to your father in posthumous forgiveness and stuff like that um a lot of singles released before the full album dropped. And I remember the day that it dropped, we were actually doing something our high school. We were doing uh, some, I think it was like a field day or something. And yeah. we, I was telling you, I was on my way to school and I was just vibing. I was just trying to figure mm-hmm. out what this album was about. And I'll, I'll come to you today, moving into next year. Um, this album is something that is very, very good. And, yeah. You know, Tame and, Impala, and they don't miss. What's What's crazy to me, like you said, they don't miss, is uh this this album to me. You know, I thought it was decent. It, it didn't make my top twenty five. It may or may not be an honorable mention. Uh, but I I really don't even think it's close to being as good as the other it is, projects. But Tame Impala's released. It's still good. It's still. Which I I don't know whether that's a a compliment to the rest of his discography or a critique on this album. Maybe it's a little bit of both. But I I really think like. You know, to a lot of other artists, this would be kind of their best project to date. Mm-hmm. And with him, I don't even think it's top three. I don't think it comes close to top three. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the truth is, I still listen to Inner Speaker a lot. Yeah. I still listen to Currents a lot. Exactly. Um, but there are, and I, I will say this: if we would have done this top ten list three, four weeks ago, I'm probably not putting it in my top ten. And how is it all the way coming up to my two? Because I've been listening it to listening listening to it a lot lately, and um, it's just I don't know I don't know it's it's very I don't it, it certain albums and certain songs 
to me correlate to certain moments and certain memories. Oh, so I absolutely. think possibly one of the reasons why it's so high on my list is because when it released, you know, life was good. I'm not going to yeah. cap with you. Um, so I think the correlation in my mind to Tame Impala's album and, you know, life being good is kind of why it's this high, but it, 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 it it's also very solid. I will yeah. say that. Um, so yeah, number two, and let's, you know, the moment you've all been waiting for, I'm sure it's and this, this kind of plays what you just said kind of plays into my number one. When you talk about an album that kind of associates different, different moments, uh, in your mind. And, uh, this, this album is another one that came back out or came out back when life was good. And, uh, it was an album that I almost think kind of foresaw what was going to happen. Uh, it, it's an album that, you know, if you listen to too much during the pandemic, you may find yourself. Uh, sitting on your bed, staring at the ceiling, just, you know, with a tear falling down your cheek. And uh, it, it really is just a beautiful album. It is an album that I think could not have been put together any better, given the circumstances, and that is Mac Miller Circles, the posthumous album of one Malcolm McCormick, who uh, passed away a couple years ago. And uh, th this album, to me, honestly, I, I think it's probably one of the best posthumous releases i've heard in a, in a long time and i think it's a release where like everything that's on that album i could see mac miller dropping while he was alive i mean i think they really did him justice i mean mm -hmm. there's not a bad song on the album i remember the night it came out i i'm not gonna lie i shed some tears listening to it the first time uh good news was the single off of it possibly also my favorite song off of it uh, I remember that came out as a single a couple weeks before the album dropped, and I cried listening to it the first time. Uh, it just makes you super emotional. It's such a good album. Uh, nearly no features on it. There's only one feature. It comes on Hand Me Downs, which is another one of my favorite songs off of it. But, you know, this is just another album, uh, the sign of a great album, where every single song on it, you could make an argument for being one of the best songs on it. Mm -hmm. uh, Surf, Blue World, Complicated. Uh, the the opening track itself circles uh, like I said good news is obviously up there but it is just an album where every song on it made me feel some type of way uh, you know I, it really didn't no, I don't think anything else really touched it this year in terms of how uh, impactful it was to me I guess and uh, you know even though I didn't come back to it a lot just because I, I didn't want to find myself in that same situation over and over sitting on my bed staring at the ceiling shedding some tears uh, I do think it was the best album that came out this year. The song Everybody on it, man, if you want to hear a song that is just absolutely depressing giving the circumstances and just absolutely harrowing to listen to, uh, uh, go listen to that. It is such a powerful experience to listen to this album, in my opinion, um, and, and it gets my number one spot. I can't say enough about it. Yep. That was, uh, I mean, so long ago, it seems, and um, you were right, and they really did they did Mac right because yeah. I don't think I think every song that was on that album is something that he would be proud of and something oh, yeah. that he would like body of work wise. Um, my number one album, my number one album of the year is a uh, young boy never broke again. I'm just kidding. Nice. I'm just kidding. Why would I ever do that? It's gotta be Thundercat. Why not? Um, the man himself, Thundercat had himself a year. Yeah. Um, them changes blowing up on TikTok and other things. Just he really blew up this year and a guy that is just solid, solid, solid. And you know, it's a theme of the year for 2020 for me. It is what it, it is. is, what the, it is. the title of the album. Um, 
starting at the beginning all the way to the end it is a very very full solid piece and there are a couple of songs that are only like 20 to 30 seconds long there's a song with zach fox um love him love him love zach fox big fan um but you have the legendary dragon ball do rag and i love that song do you like my new whip watch me go zoom zoom bar of the year dare i but he still smells good um and for me it was a theme of how i was feeling this year i was really wanting music that was gonna give me a vibe and something that was not like it's kind of an artificial vibe i'm not going out and going to do stuff i'm literally just chilling in (laughs) chilling in my it just makes you chilling in my room but i put this album on and i'm like vibing you know you can't smile listening to the album exactly so um should it be as high as number one i don't know but why not you know it's an epitome of what this year has been nobody's great it is what it is um but it's not just dragon ball do rag it's it's funny thing it's king of the hill because after we get to walls is one of my favorite yes the the other single that came off of it after we go to nine it gets kind of sad and it kind of is how the year was like unrequited love something a theme that i can very relate to very much but um from there fair chance existential dread all this stuff is something that i could relate to (laughs) (laughs) but at the same time dragon ball but then he finishes it off with the song it is it it is is what it is and that's how it is ladies and gentlemen um this was a great album and thundercat is someone that is very very high on my one of my just one of my favorite musicians in general he's Mm -hmm. one of the best bassists i've ever heard gosh man not to be um, confused with racist. I don't like that. Yeah, no, no. Bassist with a B. Blood gang. Anyway, just kidding. <laughs> um, Black Qualls. Um, yeah. But, you know, through that, I the reason why I think I put it as high as number one is just the very many themes it had to a very crazy year that we had in 2020. And I think we can both agree it was a wacky year um Absolutely. and it was, they were not talking about covid and all that stuff i mean yes that was a big deal and it's really just crazy to think about how our lives were 365 days ago but as we move into 2021 i think we can all say one thing thank you to all the artists who just filled up our apple musics yeah. our spotify's letting us into and getting to see new music it really has been very eye-opening year for me i don't know about Absolutely. you but it definitely a very eye-opening year and i'm looking forward to 2021 man um we got drake in a couple yeah. of weeks we got kendrick hopefully j Fingers cole crossed. hopefully and you know we just may get a frank ocean album who knows i doubt it but who knows and on the doubted list too is gonna be kanye west yeah donda maybe, maybe utopia drops this year i mean anything's possible anything can happen um but anything is possible like we said on that kevin garnett pack maybe donda uh, drops donda with child um so many artists that we didn't hear from in 2020 enough that we yeah. should be able to see in 2021 but one thing is for certain music is a necessity in life yeah. 2020 did not disappoint in terms of music yes so as always thank y'all so much for tuning in we're 20 episodes into control chaos and dare i say we are just getting started um we have a lot of stuff to cook up for you 
We got a lot of stuff to cook up for you here on Controlled Chaos. As always, make sure you're following us at Controlled Chaos Pod on Twitter. Owen already plugged. Do you want to plug again, Owen? Yeah, you can, like he said, follow us at C-N-T-R-L-D Chaos Pod. Uh, I am Owen Kiska uh, on Twitter and IG at Owen Kiska with two eyes. Double eyes. Uh, and then follow Zach on all socials at Wooly Zach. Um, anything else you want to plug? Just just get hype, everybody. Yeah. It's 2021. We're going to have a ball in year. That's all I, I got to say. I hope so. We need it. We need it. We need it. So uh, thank you all so much for tuning in. Here's to, here's to another good year in music in 2021. As always, thank you all for tuning in. Keep that same energy this next year. Have a good one. Peace. See you next year. Baby girl, how do I look in my do-rag? Would you tell me the truth? Stay with me and love.